Hello, this is our 302 Thoughts, which is a segment of our One Thing series. And the 302 Thoughts is a conversation between TJ and myself where we break down the post of the month. And when we are so privileged, we sometimes have guests as well. Our goal today is to break down these key areas and really get into the heart of our work. TJ, this month we are focused on service leadership that's totally different than servant. Yes, they're complementary. Some might even say that they're related. But when we define service leadership, we put a different twist on it and like to draw this distinction. And so this month we focused on the four P's of service leadership. Before we start digging into this, before we start um, really riffing on, on the content and building our leaders up, you know, why don't you describe, if you would, what it means? Because it is different. Yeah, you're right, Joe. So we we draw this distinction between service leadership and servant leadership. And I think you really can see an overlap between the two in terms of servant leaders being service leadership uh, based and also service leaders being servant leaders. But let's make sure that we're clear with the audience on what we mean when we say there's a difference between the two. When we talked to um to uh, Principal Cafele just recently about servant and service leadership, he described a servant leader as someone who was really trying to empower the people that they serve and take things off their plates, get things out of the way, make sure that they can actually achieve the primary functions of their job. In that interview, he used the example of the teachers and making sure that they only had to plan one week at a time versus more than that and really going to bat for them so that their jobs weren't necessarily comfortable but were definitely streamlined and made as easy as possible so that we could focus on the primary goal. This is different than service leadership, although we do see how both are similar in that vein. Service is more philanthropic Uh, where you would take on the role of philanthropy. In that case, the service leader is also a servant leader. We can use the example of the principal who's also doing some things in the community, maybe providing a food truck on the weekends, um, delivering books to houses. Those are services that go outside the role uh, of the person doing the job. And we we point to Scott Kemmerer, a Delaware, uh, Delaware leader who runs... Uh, a restaurant company, but also has Sodell Care, which is a philanthropic endeavor. So there's a perfect example of somebody who acts as a servant leader in their leadership role, but then also has a service leadership arm as a philanthropist. Joe, we build a model around this. Why don't you tell listeners a little bit more about the nuts and bolts of how they might see themselves in this work? Absolutely. And, uh, Really appreciate you drawing those those uh, definitive lines. And I'm glad you mentioned Scott Kemmerer and Sodell Concepts with Sodell Cares, because ultimately that's what inspired a lot of our thinking around this. And so we came up with the, uh, the four P's of service leadership. The first is people first. This is a mindset. 
we're putting others first, um, their interests, their needs. Second is clear priorities. So the first P is people. The second P is priorities. And this is known exactly what we want to achieve. What is this value add in the community? You mentioned like a reading initiative. We know literacy is a major need. Uh, we know after the third grade, if a, a child's not reading on grade level, uh, their, their ability to succeed is greatly reduced. So that's a service that organizations can provide and schools could partner with. The, the other one is positive attitude. Look, this is within our control. And we hear this in different ways. We hear this in different forms. But it is something that we have to remember. We have to have a positive attitude. So we approach the work in a very resourceful state of mind, which helps us, us accomplish it. That's the difference. Um, and be open to opportunities. And then the last is beneficial pride. There's no doubt that pride can be a negative thing. We use this uh, the way I love is that pride could be a very positive thing. And this is where we're doubling down our efforts to ensure we succeed, that we own what we're trying to accomplish, what and how we're serving the community. And we're not taking no for an answer. There's needs out there. We've identified them. Let's accomplish them. And that beneficial pride ensures that happening. Um, so that that's in a nutshell, the model, we use that model to gear work, to allow people to be focused. Um, and so let's break that down a little bit. TJ, is there an element of those four um, that you want to dig into a little bit? Sure. I like the concept um, of coming off of pride and how that can work in our brain. Um, you, you mentioned um, beneficial pride. And I think when we create pride about our work, we also can point to the specific things that people are doing that we want them to repeat and possibly replicate uh, across the system. It speaks to our specific um, praise model, which is embedded in the piece in terms of giving people a compliment, telling them specifically what they are doing well, providing a rationale for why that's so important, and then bookending that with uh, another compliment for their work. That's a psychological strategy to help people to um, see the work uh, as beneficial. And that's where that part of the pride comes in, Joe. Um, and so we did embed that in the piece. And um, it's important to do praise correctly. If we want to be a service leader and a servant leader, uh, we need to lift the system. A rising tide lifts all ships. And so great leaders know that they need to celebrate the people. And that's part of how you build pride in a, in a school and in a culture. Anything to add to that? That's excellent. I, I appreciate that. I, I love the fact that we put in here positive attitude. And the reason for that is we know a lot of what we're talking about trying to accomplish in a service mindset, in this servant, this service style, there's a lot of barriers. If it was easy, it would be done already. If it was something that had a, had a quick fix or a solution, that would have been embraced and done. A lot of what we're talking about are perennial issues. These are things that just constantly live on and they don't have necessarily an end in sight. We manage 
these situations and we manage them the very best way we can. And we featured uh, Dr. Dennis Waitley in this month's blog, specifically his book, Psychology of Winning, um, because of how it's written and his twist on winning and what it means. But he has a line in there that if you ever get into this world of trying to train your mind um, when you confront adversity, it, right, it, it actually reads, it makes little difference what is actually happening. It's how you personally take it that really counts. And those are true words. We've heard that from several people. Actually, one of the very first people I heard that from um, was Oprah Winfrey. And when Oprah was recounting some of her childhood. And if you're not aware of the adversity she endured, um, I would definitely take a few minutes and, and dig into that. Um, it is truly inspirational. But when we are moving forward, when we're trying to progress, when we're trying to provide a service, the obstacles are just that. They're obstacles that we have to get around the more we can stay in a positive frame of mind and keep that end result in the forefront of our activity, remain positive, we're much more likely uh, to see it happen and accomplish our, our goals. So that, that one for me sticks out big time. So that, that's what I would add, TJ. Yeah, and so we want to leave our listeners with a takeaway. Um, we always say that leadership uh, might be complex, but it doesn't have to be complicated. And so our takeaway today is to, to remind yourself that the two things that you have the most control over are actually your attitude and your effort. And so that positive attitude and the way that we frame things in our mind, we have control over that from moment to moment and day to day. Oftentimes we may lose that control right? But a reminder that we can keep that in check, our attitude, our positive attitude is critically important. And then second is the effort that we place. If you're putting your effort into serving others as a servant leader, and you're putting your effort into making an inventory of how your leadership, your organization can benefit the community, that effort will double down and create a more positive culture. Because again, people will be feel proud about the work they're doing. And we will focus on people first, uh, which we started with in the post. I think that's a good place to end Joe, if you don't mind uh, taking us out Will do. This is our 302 thoughts, a breakdown of this month's blog post, really trying to make this work as actionable as possible. Leadership, um, being a leader is difficult and the Schoolhouse 302 serves to do our best to unpack, you know, the difficulties that lie ahead of leaders so you can lead better and grow faster. And now a word from our sponsors. Hey, Joe, you know what leaders need these days? What's that, TJ? Sleep. A good night's rest. Self-care. We've heard it over and over and over again from our guests on the podcast that you can't pour from an empty cup. Leaders need sleep. One of the number one ways you can replenish yourself and lead better is a good night's sleep. I hear you, but you know what? I'm so tired. I don't even like thinking about, you know, getting a good night's sleep. 
but you know, do tell, how do we go about getting better sleep? Well, I think that's part of your problem is you need a better bed. It always starts with the bed. That's why we recommend Ghost Bed, our sponsor, with 30,000 plus five-star reviews. Their patented sleep and cooling technology gets you to sleep faster and longer than any other bed. That's right. And their handcrafted mattresses come with a 101-night at-home sleep trial and a two times the industry standard warranty. They're absolutely certain that their beds will work for you. And with free shipping within 24 hours of your purchase, it's fantastic uh, support from the company. And guess what? Just for being a listener at the Schoolhouse 302, you get 30% off with the use of our code SH302 at checkout. You go to ghostbed.com. You get some sleep so that you can lead better and grow faster. You use SH302 at checkout. Absolutely. And last thing, even if you don't need a bed, you're thinking, wow, I would love to try out Ghost Bed, but I just bought a bed. Refer someone else for a bed at ghostbed.com. You'll get a hundred bucks for helping someone else get a good night's rest. Wow, that's 30% off with SH302 code at ghostbed.com. A hundred bucks for your referral if you get somebody else a good night's sleep. Better sleep for you, better leadership. Ghostbed.com, you can't beat it. Ghostbed.com. Ghostbed.com.